Our entire ecosystem depends on the balance of these qualities. Welcome back to Simply Ayurveda, a place where we learn how to apply Ayurvedic wisdom into our everyday lives so that we can learn to live in mind, body, and spirit harmony with ourselves and with nature. I am your host, Julia, and today we will be laying some of the essential groundwork down for how Ayurveda can be understood in nature and in our bodies. So get comfy, sit back and relax, and let's talk about our nature. So just to quickly recap what we talked about last week, we said that Ayurveda is a Sanskrit word that translates to the science or wisdom of life. We also said that one of Ayurveda's main principles says that humans are one with nature. It says that all humans came from the nature. So to understand this is the first step to learning how Ayurveda can help us individually. And so what does being one with nature even mean? To answer that, we would need to look at what everything in nature is created by. And when we look at our entire cosmos, we can see that all matter in the universe is created by a combination of five basic elements. And those five elements are ether, also known as space, air, fire, water, and earth. I'll say those one more time. The five elements are ether or space, air, fire, water, and earth. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for these five elements. And these five elements cannot exist without one another. And so if Ayurveda says that we're one with nature, and these five elements create everything in nature, then that must mean we have those five elements in our bodies as well. And so how do we connect these essential five elements of life to the human body? Let's start with ether or space. When I say space, I'm not referring to outer space. When we're talking about ether and space, we are talking about the essence of emptiness. Space is what allows the freedom of all creation and movement. And so in nature, sound waves and space are inseparable. Sound waves wouldn't be able to travel if it weren't for space. And we humans all came from space, right? The space of the womb. Space is all inside of our body. It's where our organs are. And when it comes to space in the mind, this could look like someone who is quite literally spaced out. They're not focused. They're not very present. Their mind is constantly elsewhere. And so these are just a couple of examples. And You'll start to see more and more examples show up throughout the season, but for now, let's move on to air. When you have air and space together, because remember we said that they cannot exist without one another. When you have air and space together, this becomes the principle of movement and transportation. In nature, this can be compared to as the wind. It's what we feel on our skin on a windy day, It's what moves and scatters things all throughout nature, passing the Earth's nutrients. And so in our body, air is, we all know, what we breathe to get our oxygen. 
And similarly to nature, air and space is how our nutrients are able to flow throughout the body. When we have extra space and air, this can cause gas and bloating. In the mind, air could be seen as racing thoughts or someone's mind that is constantly on the go, but it can also present itself when balanced as being imaginative and creative. And so when we talk about things in Ayurveda, they always have their positive, balanced qualities, and then they have their negative, out-of-balance qualities. And we'll dive into that a little later. Next up is fire. Fire provides us with two main things. It provides us with heat and it provides us with light. And this gives fire a very important role because the fire element is what allows for all transformation and all conversion in our world and in the human body. When we look at fire in nature, this can be thought of as like the sun's heat. The sun's heat acts as a generator of energy for our planet. And so similarly in the human body, fire plays the same exact role as a generator of energy. And so how do we get our energy? Well, we get it through the food we eat. But then how do we digest our food? Well, we have our digestive system. But what is fueling that system? The fire element. Why? Because when we digest food, what is happening? We eat solid food, it gets broken down by the enzymes and the acids, and then these food chains get broken down into processable nutrients that can then be passed on to our tissues. This is a process of transformation and conversion. Without fire, we wouldn't be able to have either of those processes. And so fire is very important. Fire is also involved when it comes to our hormones and our vision. And in the mind, having good balanced fire can look like having a sharp memory and being determined and committed. But if there's too much heat, then this can look like anger and irritability. So the fire element is one that we really need to make sure we keep in check. And the way we keep it balanced is with our next element, the water element. And so we all know how important water is. We know that two-thirds of our planet is made up of water, and we know that two-thirds of the body is also made up of water. In the body, water takes on the role as the protector. It's what keeps our organs and our joints lubricated and functioning properly, and it's what gives life to all living things. Water provides our bodies with the most basic nourishment, And it has the ability to soothe away pain and inflammation because inflammation comes from which element? The fire element. So water is really crucial to balancing this fire. And if you want a fun little experiment and you want to deactivate your sense of taste, then go grab a napkin, pat dry your tongue, and then grab some salt, grab some sugar, and sprinkle some on your dry tongue. You won't be able to taste it. And so we need this water element, we need this lubrication that it provides to activate our sense of taste. Okay, so moving on to our last and final element, the earth element. Earth is the heaviest and the densest element, and it's what keeps everything grounded. In nature, earth represents all solid matter and structure, 
the same way that Earth gives form to the human body. Earth enters our body through all of our senses, but it does so directly through the foods we consume. And the foods we consume is what goes to nourishing the tissues and the muscles, all that contribute to giving our body structure. And so we're starting to see a pattern here. We're starting to see how all of these five elements are present in the universe as well as within us. And as the season goes on, we will continue seeing this pattern over and over again. But I also want us to think about the words we would use to describe these elements. We've already said some of them. Earth, we said, is very dense and heavy. Water is the opposite. It's cooling and flowing. Fire is hot and sharp. Air is mobile and light. And space is clear and subtle. So all of these qualities we're listing off, hot, sharp, dense, heavy, these make up what Ayurveda calls the 20 tattvas. And this means attributes or qualities. And so these 20 qualities are basically 10 opposing pairs. You have hot and cold, heavy and light, sharp and dull, dry and oily, smooth and rough, dense and flowing, soft and hard, static and mobile, gross and subtle, and cloudy and clear. 10 opposing pairs, 20 qualities. Our entire ecosystem depends on the balance of these qualities. And by now, we know that in Ayurveda, we are one with nature, meaning if our entire ecosystem depends on this balance, then that means humans depend on the balance of these qualities as well. And so we already talked about how some of these qualities apply to nature. But what about in the body? We already talked about how the heavy quality of earth is what contributes to the building of our tissues and our muscles. But in access, this can create a feeling of heaviness in the body, kind of like how you feel after you eat a really big meal. And so what's the opposite of heavy? light. And so we would then want to introduce light quality foods to help reduce this heaviness and therefore increase our energy. And so to take another example, let's look at air. One of air's qualities is that it's very drying. In the body, this can show up as dry skin, dry hair, or dry nails, even dandruff. It can also show up as constipation, gas, and bloating. And so in this case, we would want to make sure that we have a very good skincare routine in place. We also want to make sure that we're consuming enough oily foods, and I mean healthy fats like sesame oil, olive oil, ghee, coconut oil. All of those are very Ayurvedically friendly. And we want to balance the dryness with things that will provide us with lubrication. Another easy example is when you eat something very hot or really spicy, this heat comes from the fire element. And so when your tongue is on fire, people will tell you to grab a glass of milk, eat some cucumbers, put anything that's cooling on your tongue to help eliminate the heat. And so we're not going to get through all of the qualities today, unfortunately, because some do require a deeper understanding. But these are just a couple of examples to get you thinking about how these opposing qualities are present all around us and how we depend on their balance. 
Next week, we will pick up on this conversation and it will lead us to talking about the three doshas. And this is really where things in Ayurveda start to get fun and personal. Not that this isn't fun, but it definitely feels like I'm teaching a mini science class. But I wouldn't be sharing this if it wasn't important to the overall message. Because what is living Ayurvedically at the end of the day? It's keeping these qualities in their checks and balances. But you might be sitting there right now thinking, five elements, 20 qualities, that sounds like a whole lot to handle. How do I possibly know which ones to keep an eye on? This right here is where and when Ayurveda starts to get personalized. Because each and every single one of us has all five elements and all 20 qualities. Because we said that we need them all to survive, right? But what makes us unique is that we each have a unique composition of how much of these energies and qualities that we naturally possess since conception. So this balance is formed in us from the very beginning. Some of us naturally have more air and space. Some of us naturally have more fire. Some of us naturally are more grounded with earth and water. This natural state is referred to in Ayurveda as someone's prakriti. And this is what we as Ayurvedic educators first have to assess for in Ayurvedic consultations. But we will save all of that for next week's episode. Now that we have this base knowledge of what Ayurveda is built upon, we can start introducing the doshas. And in the upcoming weeks, we will be learning about what our own dosha is and how we can begin to cultivate our own balance. I hope that after today's episode, the concept of Ayurveda and how it's understood is a little bit more clear. There is so, so much depth to Ayurveda, but I hope I was able to break it down enough. Feel free to let me know your thoughts. You can connect with me on Instagram at Simply Ayurveda. I would love to hear from you and answer any questions you may have. Thank you all so much for being here. Until then, I will talk to you next Tuesday.